Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will empty. Hello there, Edwin. Hey, man. Well, I believe it's already Wednesday. It is the middle of the week, Boy, and what a week it is. Don't they fly by? They do fly by. We are hurtling towards the end of 2020. Yes. We need to enjoy every day as a gift from God. Every day. But it'd be nice to turn the calendar on this year. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be ready to move along. But, but we can do that, we'll too. See, we'll see what 2020 is. We can be thankful like. for tomorrow, too. <laughs> but hey, you know what? Today is the day the Lord has made, and I'm reading in Psalm 17. Let's do it. Let's hit it. I want to read from the NIV today. Hear, O Lord, my righteous plea. Listen to my cry. Give ear to my prayer. It does not rise from deceitful lips. May my vindication come from you. May your eyes see what is right. Though you probe my heart and examine me at night, though you test me, you will find nothing. I have resolved that my mouth will not sin. As for the deeds of men, by the word of your lips, I have kept myself from the ways of the violent. My steps have held to your paths. My feet have not slipped. I call on you, O God, for you will answer me. Give ear to me and hear my prayer. Show the wonder of your great love, you who save by your right hand those who take refuge in you from their foes. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings from the wicked who assail me, from my mortal enemies who surround me. They close up their callous hearts, and their mouths speak with arrogance. They have tracked me down. They now surround me with eyes alert to throw me to the ground. They are like a lion hungry for prey, like a great lion crouching in cover. Rise up, O Lord. Confront them. Bring them down. Rescue me from the wicked by your sword. O Lord, by your hand, save me from such men, from men of this world whose reward is in this life. You still the hunger of those you cherish. Their sons have plenty. They store up wealth for their children. And I, in righteousness, I will see your face. When I awake, I will be satisfied with seeing your likeness. Right now, so many people are out and about trying to find that perfect gift, that perfect treasure, that perfect reward. It, you know, it just kind of goes along with the season. And if they're not out and about looking for it, then they're probably trying to have that perfect, perfect present shipped to their house in a little brown box. <laughs> Paying overnight shipping yeah. at this point. It, well, yeah, it's actually kind of the terror price now. For that's, shipping. That's, <laughs> that's actually probably what I'm doing as folks are listening to this, <laughs> actually, because that's me. Because you hadn't started when we recorded. <laughs> I had not. <laughs> Be that as it may. So what an emphasis, though, in this psalm on the idea of the reward, the inheritance, the portion, uh, which so often we think of in terms of physical blessings, things, possessions, treasure. Yeah, Psalm 17 brings up a real question for me as I'm taking the mirror of Scripture and putting up it in front of me and I'm trying to compare myself to it. Having read Psalm 16 last week and now reading Psalm 17, there's a big question that I need to ask, and that is, where is my portion? Where is my portion? Where and, and the NIV actually used a different word, but I like the word, and it is reward. Yeah, yeah. Where is my reward? There in Psalm 17 and verse 14, O Lord, by your hand, save me from such men, from men of this world whose reward is in this life. The SV says, for men of the world whose portion is in this life. Isn't that interesting that he wants to be saved from people who whose all their plan and their scheme is about this life. 
And what we learn here is that men who are all about gaining more in this life, whether it's power or wealth, whatever that portion might be, uh, they'll hurt people. They will overrun people the, right? in order to get it. Here's what shocks me about it is he actually digs a little deeper in Psalm 17 about what the portion in this life, what the reward in this life is. You fill their womb with treasure. I think, did the New King James say belly? Yeah, belly <clears throat> with your hidden treasure. Yeah, so I guess when we look at that word from that perspective, that might be just the idea of having food, whereas when we tie it together with the next one, you fill their womb, as the ESV has with treasure, they are satisfied with children. So children could be the treasure. You fill their womb. You you so give the, them lots of kids. So the Lord's blessed them with lots of children. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, they, and, and I think I may just go ahead and point out for that culture in that time. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's huge. That's a big deal. Children are the heritage of the Lord. Bless the man whose quiver is full. That was a sign of mm-hmm. the blessing of God. And so these are people that ought to recognize They're blessed by God. Look at all these children that they have. But what's interesting is that this psalm kind of turns it on its head. We're used to reading, as you did with that, that's Psalm 127, I think. We're we're used to reading that and talking about, oh, what a great blessing that is on God's people. But what David is talking about is people who that's their only reward. Mm. That's their only portion is they've got these children. Here, Here are unrighteous, wicked people. And what has God done? He's given them lots of kids. But what else has he given them? They leave their abundance to their infants. They have an inheritance to leave to these children. So they have lots of kids. And lots of money. And lots of money to be able to leave to their lots of kids. Which, again, that seems to turn the blessing on its head. We have, through most of uh, of, of well, Proverbs, is the idea that, well, that doesn't happen for the wicked. That's what happens for the righteous. The righteous get lots of kids. The righteous have lots of wealth. There's stores of oil and wine in the house of the righteous. They they leave an inheritance to their children's children. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 22. Go well, ahead. I was just going to say just on that. It, it's I, I'm not sure, but in the book of Proverbs, it might even be more the contrast between the wise and the fool. A wise and the fool. Okay. And, and now a wise man could be righteous, and, and that is true wisdom. But there's some awfully smart, wicked people, too. <laughs> well, you've got that. You've got that. Absolutely. There's some ways that wicked people can live according yeah. to God's plans and wisdom, and, and they get what comes from living that way. Sure, so so sure. I, I agree with that. But... I think what we see here in Psalm 17 is kind of this, I'm, I'm, I'm taking this thing that I normally count as blessing on the righteous mm-hmm. and the wise mm-hmm. and the innocent, and I'm twisting it because I'm saying that's the thing all the wicked people are getting. And so the first question I have to ask is, do I have a contradiction? Is there a contradiction between, say, Proverbs 13, 22 and this passage? And, and I, my reaction to that is, well, no, of course not, because the Bible doesn't contradict itself. But, but how? I don't just get to declare that. I think what we have going on here is that in Proverbs 13, 22, you've got this generic general proverb that points out that one of the things God does for his people is he blesses them. Yeah. And sometimes that blessing is the idea of children and wealth. Sure. I'm not saying that everybody who's faithful to the Lord gets that. Certainly not. But what somebody can do, and I'm, I'm really worried about this for me and for many Christians in our modern day, is what they can do is they can see a passage like Proverbs 13, 22, and right. their hope shifts. Uh, you, you go through a hope shift. Rather than my hope is in God, my uh-huh. hope is in this blessing from God. Uh-huh. And, and I baptize it in my mind because I'm still thinking of it as, quote, a blessing from God. But but where I really see my portion and where I really see my reward is actually in the children and in the inheritance. And so I start chasing the children and the inheritance 
acting like I'm chasing God because I'll continue to say it's a blessing from the Lord. But really what I've done is I've ceased chasing the Lord. I've, I've ceased pursuing the Lord and I've started pursuing this other thing. And what Psalm 17 is pointing out to us is that when I've made that shift, mm-hmm. when, when, I've, when I've shifted from I'm pursuing God who blesses in many ways and start pursuing the blessing itself instead of God, well, now my portion is in the wrong place. Hey, and similarly, you, you want to talk about warning Christians today when in, in kind of the broader uh, religious world, broader church world, and there's basically teaching on every week in some media or another, right, that, that if you're right with God, you're going to have these physical blessings, this health, wealth, prosperity, gospel. And what's the sign that you have a right relationship with God? You know, you get that new house and you name it and claim it and all such as this. Well, which is, which is, I think, converse to the warning about this psalm that here's people that have the kids and they have the wealth. <laughs> Righteous David is praying, save me from these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look good on the outside, but it's not right on the inside. Well, best-selling book, Your Best Life Now. Kind of says it all, doesn't it? Verse 14, Psalm 17. Save me from men by your hand, O Lord, from men of the world whose portion is in this life. When when what you think your best life is going to be now, you got a problem. You're, yeah. you're, you've shifted. You've shifted. And rather than actually seeking God and his blessing, you're seeking something else. And you've actually abandoned his blessing, even if you get the kids and the wealth. You've already brought up this in the context of that ancient history where kids were a great blessing. Sure. Basically, what David is saying is there are some people whose only reward is the potential legacy they leave behind in this world. If I have lots of kids and lots of money to leave them, that's the best I can hope for. Why? Because what's going to happen to me? Yeah. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And my only hope... My only hope is I have kids who carry on my name that have lots of money so they can live decent lives and and prosperous lives and be looked up to from people for generations to come. That's my only hope. But David had a different portion. Yeah. In fact, we learned it last week in Psalm 16. Were you about to bring that up? No, I wasn't going to Psalm 16. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, let me say Psalm 16. Yeah, yeah, say Psalm 16. Psalm 16, then I'll hand it back over to you. Yeah. Back in Psalm 16, what had David written? The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I was going to, and amen to that, amen to that. And this is something that we need to understand. I was thinking about an illustration of this misunderstanding about inheritance and having the the value in the wrong places from the New Testament. I was thinking about the Lord's teaching in Luke 15, the parable of the prodigal son. Oh, yeah. Right? And so here is this young man, as the story is set up, who tells his father, I want my portion of the inheritance now. You were talking about the mistake of seeking the blessing instead of the God who gives the blessing. Well, that's what's going on in that story, isn't it? He wants to have his father's money more than his father. You know, once you're dead, this is what I get. Well, let's let's just do that now. You don't have to die. Just give me my stuff. And he takes that, and it's all uh, wasted in, in the in the in the awful living. And, yeah. and once we have the blessing without the blessing giver. It no longer provides and no longer cares and no longer supports. It did not. Of course, the, the story comes about in the most remarkable and, uh, and you know hopeful way that this young man comes to himself. 
right, that he, he chooses to go back to his father's house, if he could just even be a slave in his father's house, it would be so much better for him. Mm. So he makes his way back, and, and his father won't have it. He, he won't have him as a slave. He restores him as a son. Yeah, oh, uh, the, the, it is the incredible, gracious Lord that even after he had been foolish about his inheritance, he hadn't lost his father. Yeah, and having the father, he had everything he needed. Yes, yes, and, and that's that's the difference between David and these enemies. Their their hope has shifted from the giver to the gift, so that the gift has become their god, and now they're godless. Yeah, and yeah. their foot has slipped, and. I, I just need to put I need to put myself up before that mirror. Where's my portion? Amen. Where's my portion? We'd love to hear what you're learning from the Psalms or from whatever you're reading in the text. Uh, you can send us a message at text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's go ahead and wrap up with a prayer. Our great God and Father, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for hearing our prayer. Thank you, Father, for the mirror of your word to hold up before our face and before our heart. Father, we're so glad as we talk about Psalm 17, we can see the prayer of David, the man after your own heart. And we pray, Father, that that his heart's intent might be our own and that his humble prayer might be our own, that we will see your face in righteousness and be satisfied when we awake in your likeness. Please bless us this day to that end. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. As for the deeds, okay, I'm sorry. <coughs> I breathed something in a minute ago. Let's <coughs> try it. <coughs> Not COVID. I breathed something in. <coughs> so let's back up. I think you breathe in COVID. <laughs> I might have. <coughs> Make sure Julie doesn't hear about that, though, because then she'll be really mad at me. <coughs> okay, I can't get rid of it. <coughs> you want to get something to drink? Maybe you ought to have a little water or something. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs>